The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20 per- plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone and electricity lines. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning cup of murder. Drugs can make people do crazy things. It lowers your ambitions and blurs your judgment. On November 18th, 1959, a woman was born and quickly, at a very young age, became immersed in the world of drugs. Years later, it would be drugs that she blamed for the murder of two people in a truly gruesome manner. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Carla Faye Tucker, born November 18, 1959, was living a life that is dangerous for most adults by the time she was 12. From that early age, she began living a life of sex, drugs, and, at 14, added rock and roll when she joined her mother, a known rock groupie and sex worker, and began traveling with bands like the Allman Brothers, the Marshall Tucker Band, and the Eagles. She was married at 16, but it was brief. Once in her early 20s, she began hanging out in biker bars and became acquainted with a woman named Sean Dean and her husband, Jerry Lynn Dean. The couple introduced her to a 35-year-old man named Daniel Ryan Garrett and, and at the age of 21, the two began dating. Despite her wild life, drugs, sex work, and the company she kept, she had no criminal history though there was a story of her punching Jerry Dean while he had glasses on to prove that she had a violent streak inside. 
he had to go to the hospital to have the glasses removed from his eyes. In June of 1983, Carla, Garrett, and their friends had a weekend-long drug bender filled with pills, marijuana, speed, and alcohol that would soon turn deadly. On June 13th, around 3 a.m., they arrived at the Houston, Texas apartment of their once friend, Jerry Dean, with the intention of stealing some money and the motorcycle he was restoring there. You see, Jerry had parked his leaking motorcycle in Carla's living room, destroying the only photo she had of her and her mother. An offense that left Carla talking about offing Jerry for weeks and finally stealing the keys to his apartment from Sean. According to Carla, they were just going to steal some things and intimidate the man, make him pay for what he did. One of the men, James LeBrant, went looking for Jerry's El Camino while Carla and Garrett entered the apartment with the stolen keys. Once inside, the couple headed towards Jerry's bedroom. Carla sat on top of the sleeping man and a struggle ensued. Garrett intervened, hitting Jerry a number of times with a ball-peen hammer he found on the ground. After the man was subdued, he left Carla alone and began carrying the motorcycle parts out of the apartment. While left alone with Jerry, something came over Carla when she heard him making a gurgling sound. She picked up a three-foot pickaxe that was propped up against the wall and began hitting Jerry Dean 28 times. But she wasn't done. Because just as she dealt the final blow, she noticed something. A woman. Deborah Ruth Thornton had argued with her husband the night before, gone to a party, and ended up spending the night in Jerry's bed. Carla went into a rage and began swinging the pickaxe at the woman. Garrett came in and separated the women who were locked in a struggle. As soon as they were separated, Carla lunged and began hitting Deborah repeatedly with the axe, leaving it embedded in her heart. They left the scene in Jerry's conspicuous blue El Camino and drove to Garrett's brother's house around 6.30 a.m. and began unloading their haul of stolen items. Carla began boasting that they succeeded in offing Jerry Dean and that, with each stroke of the pickaxe, she achieved an orgasm. Jerry Lybrandt had already left the scene, abandoning the couple. They were furious and, in an effort to make amends, he agreed to help Garrett dispose of the car later that evening. Jerry and Deborah's bodies were discovered that same morning after a co-worker entered the apartment after Jerry did not arrive to drive him to work. By that night, the evening news was covering the grisly murder and Carla and Garrett watched and reveled in their fame. However, Garrett's brother Doug seemed to have a conscience because he made some calls, one to a family friend who was a detective, and gave the information of what his brother and Carla did. In September of 1983, Carla Tucker and Daniel Garrett were indicted for the murders. Carla was charged with the murder of both Jerry Dean and Deborah Thornton, but after testifying in Garrett's trial, the murder charge for Deborah was dropped. Daniel Garrett was only charged with the murder of Jerry Dean, meaning no one was ever charged with the murder of Deborah Thornton. Both Carla and Garrett were sentenced to death in late 1984. While in prison, Carla Tucker became a devout Christian and later married her prison minister, Reverend Dana Lane Brown, by proxy in 1995. Daniel Garrett died of liver disease in 1993 while awaiting execution. Requests for Carla's retrial were made over and over, claiming that her life should be spared because she was under the influence of drugs. 
Hours before her execution, Governor George W. Bush refused an 11th hour appeal to block her execution, and she was given the lethal injection on February 3, 1998. This made her the first woman executed in the state of Texas in 135 years. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 19th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.